everybody. Welcome to the Shamrock Show, episode one. My first guest, the yes. local legend, living legend, yes. Sam Romanella, owner of KM All Star Sports, the number one sports store in New England, located at Tanger Outlets at Foxwoods. Um, also a partner in the Ammo Fight League, retired pro fighter, Chippendale dancer, and all of the above. Can I miss anything? Mm, Jack, I Jack don't Daniels. Uh, love Jack partial, Daniels. Partial uh, squire. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you, this is quite exciting. The studio is ridiculous. Yeah, Byron. But, you know, shout out to Byron for setting us up with this man. What a great kid and. This is a really, really cool spot to walk in. I feel like I was walking into like Google when I came here or something. I, I actually thought it was Google. Yeah. Just saying. Come on, Sean. Don't be nervous now. No, don't make I'm, me have to lead this no. whole interview. Well, let me crack a little uh, Guinness. Irish milkshake and uh, we'll get going. I'm more of a Jack Daniels guy. Just, you know, I like Guinness. I just don't drink beer that much. We're, we're going to Irish you up a little bit today. Oh, <laughs> I'm Sicilian, just so you know. <laughs> so... Sam has this store at, at Foxwoods, but the, the story goes way further back. I can, you know, not to date you, my friend, but... I'm 21. I, uh, I remember <laughs> um, my first memory is probably the store. That, the original store was in the Norchtown Mall in Norwich, Connecticut, which is now a strip mall, but it was a different, a completely different setup. And uh, I was in fifth or sixth grade, and there was this rap group of kids called Crisscross, and they wore these baseball jerseys backwards. And I, like, I told my mother, I, I got to have one, I got to have one. And the only place that she could find one was <laughs> at the Norwichtown Mall. It was a Pittsburgh Pirates, it was a Barry Bonds. And like an asshole, I wore it backwards to school in fifth and sixth grade. But that was what was, was in. And, and then from there on out, that's when I found out about the store. And, you know, I mean, you're talking... That was probably 92? I don't know. When did you open that store? 28 years ago, so you do the math. Right, right. So from, so from then on out, you know, the Nordstown Mall used to be like a really, there, there was a lot of stuff worth going to. And, um, you know, kind of the one of the points of this po podcast in this particular episode I want to do with you is kind of retail trends and, and things you've seen over the years. I mean, we've seen major retailers like Toys R Us and Sears closing their doors. And it's, you know, for somebody like me who grew up in the 80s and 90s, it's like unbelievable that Toys R Us would close. You know, even even Sears, you know, that was like always a staple. My father even said Sears was a store in Norwich downtown before it was a... a Sears and Roebuck, baby. Yeah, but um, so with the store in Norwich, which I don't know if anyone would know or believe if, if you're a younger, you know, you're somebody that I know from my bar, Sunsets or whatever, then you're in your 20s. The number one movie star in the world I met there, The Rock, was at his store. And he was Dwayne playing... Johnson. And he was playing second fiddle that day to Kane. The wrestler Kane, this guy came out seven feet tall in a FUBU shirt in the mask. It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, The Rock was there and he was like such a nice guy, you know, and, and as you know, long before he was the biggest star in the world, but... To have The Rock in, in Norwich, Connecticut. If you ever meet The Rock, you can name drop Norwich, Connecticut, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know Connecticut. You know, you don't have to just say Hartford or Foxwoods, you know? The Rock was the best. I mean, we probably did 15 different shows with The Rock as far as autograph signings, and uh, he was always a class act. I mean, I remember going down 91. We were running late. We had like a brunch it was like two o'clock in the afternoon um in new haven eating something and realizing oh crap we have to get to hartford in like 10 minutes so he and i raced from 
New Haven to Hartford in our cars doing at least a buck 20 down 91 to get there somewhat on time, but we were always late. And uh, The Rock was just, I mean, even to this day, he's such a good dude. Like, he'll talk to you, hang out with you, especially if he knows you um, like he does us. I mean, we had so much fun, and he was always so gracious um, because of his stardom. He didn't take it for granted, and he wasn't ignorant, and he wasn't arrogant. He was just a guy that, you know what? He was blessed. The good Lord took care of him, made him into a superstar, and he's one of the guys that you always rooted for because he never was a jerk to anyone. Yeah, you never hear anything bad about him. And, you know, he's not showing up in, in tabloids with a, a kilo and a dead hooker in his trunk or anything. No, I mean, definitely not. You know, but I mean, you never even hear anything of, like, him just being any kind of way at all. And, like, any other podcast you watch or whatever, you know, anyone who talks about The Rock will always speak about him in, in such a, a good way. You know, he seems to have been a guy that's always done good. Um how what was your connection to the WWF or now WWE? How did you end up with such a, a running relationship with them? Well, I got to be honest with you. Um, back in the day when we first started doing autograph signings, um, everybody would come to us and say, "Hey, how come you don't bring any of the WWE superstars down?" And back then it was WWF. Right. Um, and I remember, I'll never forget in the Norwichtown Mall when we brought Triple H, who now. Is part owner of the WWE. Yeah. Um, him, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, X Pac. I mean, we had them all at the Norristown Mall. And uh, th it, believe it or not, one of the first guys I ever dealt with was Bruno Sammartino, along with Mean Gene. Um, he was one of the Hillbillies. Okay. You know, Hillbilly Jim, yeah. there was Hillbilly Gene. And uh, Hillbilly Gene was like, You should bring a lot of wrestlers in, you'll draw a lot of people. And I'll never forget bringing Stone Cold in to the Meriden Square Mall and having 10,000 people show up. That's unbelievable. And then the co we were on the cover of Autographs Magazine. It was Autographs Plus. Uh, one of the, It was a magazine back there. Yeah. And uh, they put us on the cover, and uh, they were astounded that we ended up, we had 10,000 people there. Obviously, we didn't get to everybody to get an autograph. Yeah. That's just absurd. Right, but how can you ever plan for 10,000 people showing up into a mall signing? I mean, that, that's unbelievable. Well, we had a police escort um, when we got done doing the signing because Steve wanted to do some shopping. So yeah. we would go into stores. They would lock the store down so we could shop just because the people were everywhere. So how did... To draw 10,000 people to an event, which is unbelievable, especially Meredith Square, Square Mall, it's, it's no bigger than the Crystal Mall, not much anyway. Well, I mean, is I got to tell you, it's probably at least two Crystal it, Malls. Is it that big? It's big, yeah. Okay. Plus, it's upstairs and downstairs. Right. So, it's but, big. But what did you do for marketing to get people to show up to something? Like, there's, because we're talking, there's no Facebook, there's no Twitter, no. there's no Instagram. No. How did you get 10,000 people to show up to an event at the mall? Well, it was funny because we did a um, promotional gimmick with 95.7 KISS. And they did some free giveaways with us. And they pumped it. We did, I want to say, four different radio stations back then. Right. It was in the newspaper, the record journal back then. See, my wife's from Southington. Yeah. So she knew that whole area, which was easy. And uh, we did the newspapers, radio... And then 
I got to be honest with you. Word of mouth is crazy back right. then with the rest. I, I, I'll tell you this much. Out of all the different shows we've done, we've probably had anywhere from 15,000 to 20,000 different athletes yeah. come through our doors. And wrestling is the number one draw ever. That's crazy. And, you know, but as a guy who's a big MMA fan, I see the crossover when a guy like Brock Lesnar goes to the UFC and they double their pay-per-view numbers. Even Bellator just signed the guy. I was huge, balls deep in wrestling as a kid. Now I don't pay attention so much. He's Jack Swagger. You know, you know. I know Jack very well. Right, so he just had a fight and he, he won. Oh, I seen that fight. That was he, awesome. He won, but he was, he was an All-American. He was a real, a true wrestler. From Oklahoma, baby. Before, um, you know, Bobby Lashley's had a certain amount of success. You know, they've, they've kind of given him a lot of softballs, but to his defense you're still in a fight you know what i mean it's 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 still a fight you know i remember going to dave batista's first mma fight and only mma fight yeah. in providence rhode island yeah so i don't know if you remember so i was there and we linked up but so his opponent fell out last minute and they brought in some guy who hadn't fought in like six years and you know no disrespect to dave batista if this guy pieced Dave Pista up for about thirty seconds until he ran out. For, no, for about three minutes until he ran out of gas, and then oh, he was gas. He was just totally gas, and then Dave just slammed him and, and pounded him into oblivion. But that was so. So I was there with my friend Sam, my friend Kyle, and then afterwards, as everyone's leaving out, we're like, oh fuck that, we headed down to the ring, and then we ran into you, you and Vinny, and Pam was Pam there. Yep, yeah. Pam was there, and uh, then you guys, we tagged along with you guys into the back of the house, into the the, uh, <laughs> the press conference, and you know, I got to I got to meet Dave there. You know, it's a big dude, but um, that was really great cool. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's done all those movies, Galaxy. Yeah, of, Ga the, uh, Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians, my stepdaughter yeah. is, is 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 into them. I was I was watching them just the other day. Actually, Dave's and, awesome, and, great guy. Yeah, man. You know, talk about a guy who's really taking the ball and ran with it. You know. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. I know okay. that you were you're a veteran. You were in the army. Yep, I was in the army. You originally from New York. Or? I grew up. I grew up. Between New York and Connecticut. Okay. What, how, how did you get to owning a store in the Norristown Mall? What were the steps that came into that? Because a lot of what I want to showcase when I'm doing this show is people who have made something of themselves. They're not necessarily taking the most traditional route. And I, I know I've met your father, a great guy. I also know he didn't just leave you a million dollars to open, no, please. To, to open a store. I, I'm a kid that worked. Right. I mean, right. I remember and, at 18. I turned 18 and my dad's like, uh, you gotta pay to live here now. I'm like, I'm still in high school. He's like, no, you pay to live here now. So I learned very early at age, nothing's handed to you. Um, and when I was fighting, I was dancing. Um, and then when I met my wife. Um, Shout out to Pam. Listen, what she's a awesome, great, great she's woman. What an awesome Unbelievable. person. Smoke show. Yes, of course. <laughs> she is, she is definitely She's um, awesome. What what a great person. Uh, you know, uh, my sister and your daughter are the same age, so I've gotten to know Pam over the years and what a, what an amazing person she is. She's She's awesome. awesome. She, she I'm a, I'm a She's, big Pam fan. So am I. I'm obviously the biggest fan. Clearly. Um and she uh we were talking and uh I said, "Listen, I want to open up a store." And when we first started, yeah. We just did autograph signings. Yeah. And God rest a buddy of mine, Bruce Ingleson. He ran the Meriden Square Mall. Okay. And he gave me my first break. Okay, so you started out that way. Yes, I started out doing autograph signings at different malls. Okay. And Bruce 
ran the Westfield Mall in Meriden. And him and Colleen Doyle, they gave us our first big break in the mall industry. Sounds like an Irish name. Well, listen, Colleen, I fixed her up. This is years later. I fixed up her with her husband of now, who played for the Red Sox, Roger Francois, a grizzled oh, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I fixed her up with him. Okay. And it's crazy we even have this conversation, but about a week ago, um, a buddy of mine called me and said, hey, I got this guy on the phone that knows you. He played for the Red Sox. I said, okay. And uh, it was Roger. And he goes, oh, my God, me and Colleen, we want to go out with you and Pam. And um, I go, how long you guys been married? He goes, 12 years just because of you. So not only did I don't want to toot my horn. The only people I've ever match made yeah. are still married 12 years later. There you go. So if, I know the chemistry. If you're looking to get married, stop by K&M in the <laughs> Tango Outlets. Sam will set you up. Hey, listen, it was a lucky thing. But uh, so we started out doing autograph signings. And then um, we used to do the card shows. Oh, yeah. I used to love card shows. We did those. We started out in Nordstown Mall, did Meriden, Connecticut Post, Enfield, Trumbull. I mean, we traveled all over. And the manager at the time um, of the Nordstown Mall said, you know, you really should maybe do a store here. You know what you're doing. And I'm like, I have no clue. And God rest a buddy of mine named Joe Grosser, who was my sales rep. He taught me the business inside out of owning a store and how to go about it. So we opened up a store in Nordstown Mall. And uh, we stayed there for about 18 years. Then we went over to Crystal Mall, spent eight years there, and then went over to Foxwoods. Not that I'm looking at my phone. Yeah, no, that's all Um, right. And uh, we went over to Foxwoods and we're there now. But I will tell you this. I've spoke at colleges. I've spoke at um, high schools. I've done all those different things, but it's there's a, there's a model that you should follow. As you and I have talked yeah. about before, when you owned your business, yeah. um, don't want to bring up anything bad, but <laughs> I've always taught people when you have to do a business, there's a certain prototype that you need to follow in order to be successful because it's so hard in this industry to be successful, whether it's a store, a bar, whatever kind of business you own, you have to have a model that you follow in order to be successful. Well, some of the things that I've noticed just as an outsider about you and your store, um, the first one is you had this store at the Nordstrom Mall, like you said, 18 years. You know, everyone knew Sam at the store in the mall. I mean, you must have had a million people a day pop in just to just to say hi, you know what I mean? Because I'd be there hanging out, buying my grab bag and my sports <laughs> cards. I actually still have, my again, my mother, who's always took care of me with your store. I have a Shaq autographed Orlando Magic. Yes. Book, you know, like those marble backdrops. Yes, when I used to do the actual, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still have that. That's in storage, but I still have that. But um, you've always stayed a step ahead. So you had this store for 18 years in the mall, and now the mall, you know, I think there's a still a grocery store, Planet, strip mall. Planet Fitness, but it was an actual mall. I used to walk around. My grandmother worked a million years at a place called Styles. Oh, I remember Styles. Yeah, there was, there was Cal, nice Caldor, Puppy Love. There was a dope arcade, two floors. I mean, I can't even imagine like something like that now, an arcade, because everyone has stuff, but it was such a cool place to hang out. BB Dairy. Yes. But um, you got out of there 
it was like you didn't get on the Titanic. You know, you're like, you know what? Here, Leo, have my ticket. You know, you got out of the Norgetown Mall before it crumbled, and then it was just nothing for a long time. And now, like you said, it's a strip mall and it's resurfaced as something, but nothing like nowhere what, near what, what it, was. it was. You know, um, and then you hit the Crystal Mall, and the Crystal Mall is always like. You know, the mall. the mall in this area. You know, long before there was casinos, before there was a Tango outlet, before there was online shopping. I mean, I remember going to the mall with my mom and not being able to find a parking spot. You know what I mean? Like having to park at the Listen, road. I was a kid growing up, and I remember the Crystal Mall when they built it. And again, I'm 21. But it was the place to go. And as a kid, you always think of, man, I really would love to have, you know, my company there. Yeah. Even when I was opening up at the Nordstrom Mall, I was like, right. I would love to be at the Crystal Mall. Never, ever imagining I could get to that platform. Right, because the Nordstrom Mall was cool, but it was a local mall where the Crystal Mall was a mall people would come to from everywhere. Oh, everywhere. It was right off the highway. I mean, from there was no Providence Place. I mean, people would come from everywhere to the Crystal Mall. So now you've got the store in the Crystal Mall, and then you bail on that, for Tanger Outlets and Foxwoods. And to me, I had never even been to Tanger Outlets. Like, man, the, the Crystal Mall, and without without a doubt, two years later, you go to the Crystal Mall, it's a ghost town. Like I said, Sears is closed. Toys R Us, which is across the street, is now closed. But all these stores have moved out. There was a Filene's there, gone. Like, big, big department stores. And, and again, you're a step ahead of the game. And now you're to Foxwoods, where not even knowing the retail business, I can tell you, I like to play a little bit. I do some gambling. Gamblers are impulsive people. And, you know, you make these impulse purchases and be happy with them. But you have, you know, I have friends that play big. They have so many points they don't even know what to do with. You have we collect in, the points. Come in the store. You can use you can your points. You yep. can use your points. at the. I mean, I don't see without Foxwoods imploding, I don't see another, you know, you've made the, the like all these great the chess, you, you've, you've made You've been ahead of the game. Every point, like, what did you first see in Norwich when you saw that the place was was falling out? Well, I got to be honest with you. You know, the good Lord upstairs always gives me some sort of push to do something somewhere. Yeah, I can't take any of that credit. Yeah. I mean, yes, when it comes to the business aspect. Yeah, you know what? You, you you pull the right trigger, you do the right things, and the good things follow. So, what I always tell everybody is, when Norwichtown Mall, you could see once Bob's went in. That, the, that it was going somewhere that it shouldn't have went. Because, okay. Chris, believe it or not, Christmas Tree Shop was supposed to go before Bob's went in. Really? And si uh, not Simon, but uh, the Nordstown Mall ownership were ignorant. Yeah. And they, just because Christmas Tree wanted a separate entrance, they wouldn't give it to them. So Christmas Tree said goodbye and went to the Crystal Mall. Yep. Well, if they had it at the Norwichtown Mall, I would have never had it left, and that would still be a mall today. Right. But they put Bob's in. Well, Bob's is a diet. Listen, Bob's ain't bringing hundreds of thousands of people a year into their store. No, and, and you know, even just as a, a regular customer, like knowing, like I, if I'm going to Bob's looking for something cheap, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, and it's a furniture. So how often do you go get furniture? Right, right. So it's, it's not going to bring constant flow. But Christmas tree shop. Right, right. It's just stuff. they're going to have this stuff. Oh my god! And then never mind Christmas shopping. You know, Christmas season. That's going to going to double, triple, Listen, whatever your your sales. They're going to do a million people a year through their doors. Right. So we saw that as a no brainer. 
Right. Time to get out. We went to Crystal Mall, and then we saw Crystal Mall where it was deteriorating, and there was more and more stores folding. Well, I don't want to burst any bubble, but the millennials <clears throat> have a lot to do with that right. because they're lazy people who think they're owed something, and they want to have people. Ouch. I'm just saying. Ouch. And they're people that want to order online yeah. and have it brought to their house. Where people my age, even your age, Sean, yeah. they'd rather go touch it, feel it, and not risk the chance of their identity being stolen online. Right. And there's certain products, like I recently read online. So I started getting like really into when I'm Toys R Us clothes. I read every article I could possibly read. And they, they blamed the millennials. I that. did not. Right. <laughs> I read every article I could read on that because it was just such a part of my, I feel like a part of my childhood died. 100%. You know, my, uh, my uncle, my mother's brother, he is in the military. And every year he'd come home and like, you know, we'd go to Toys R Us and anything in the whole store you want, you know. I mean, you get it was like major, major part of my childhood. So I, I read everything I could, and which led me into, you know, like I'll be on Google and other suggested ads. So I read that the owner, I mean, the, excuse me, the CEO of JCPenney left for either Home Depot or Lowe's. So the, the point of my story is they said that those businesses are businesses that are going to be internet proof because you, if you have a leaky pipe, you can't wait till something comes in on the no on question about to go it. get it, you know, or somebody like me, I'm, I'm completely not like a, a handyman. So me neither. So, right. You got a broken <laughs> finger from a uh, sledgehammer right now. Yes. Right? So, you know, Killing I, me. I'm coming in with a, a light bulb, a battery. Do you have one of these? How do I use it? Blah, blah, blah. The same thing when you're talking, you know, I, I know you have a lot of different things. So we're talking autograph memor memorabilia. People can go to your store. You just had the Patriots there two or three days ago. They, they meet the athletes. You know what you're getting is is a certified. Like, you, you know, I wouldn't. It's not fake. I'm not buying an autograph online because I could do it. You know, I could. Listen, I, could I tell easily. people all the time. People ask me the most craziest question and the most question I get asked most is, I said, that's so bad. Yeah. My English is not all that good. But anyways, um, the guys and ladies will always say, well, how do we know this is real? The autographs I sell. I go, well, there's actually five steps to knowing whether an autograph's real. Did you see it getting signed? No. Did you get it from a reputable dealer? I don't know. Right. Has a business been in business a long period of time? Do you know for a fact that they deal with the players all the time? And then they'll say, well, I said, listen, our company... The you know me and my wife take so much pride in the fact that you come in our store, I can probably pick my phone up and dial whoever the athlete you're buying. The athlete you're buying is. Right. Um, I can tell you, like right now, we're doing a private signing with Tom Brady on March 25th, yeah. at the end of uh, the month. Um, for us, I had it, a bad personal experience with him, so I I love Tom Brady. He's always good to us. Eh. Eh. That's all right. I've had some bad personal experiences, and probably there's like five guys that I've dealt with that I'd never deal with again. Yeah. And the first one on the list is Bubba Dudley. Oh, the wrestler. Yeah, the, the wrestler. Get, bring the chairs, right? If or the tables. He, yeah, if yeah. he was standing here and needed mouth to mouth, yeah. <clears throat> I won't tell you what I'd actually do to him. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Um, autographs are really simple to realize. If you order online, you have no idea who you're getting it from. Right. 
number one. They can tell you, oh, I got a certification that I send with it. Right. Well, that's little where, Joey sitting in right, his basement where, where signing it and making up these cool certifications right. to put on the photo. Right. I can tell you exactly where it came from, when it came from, and how. And we deal with certain companies like Steiner. Right, which is like the if you're into sports goods, that's the number one. If you, you want anything Yankees. online. It, yeah, it, Steiner. In this, on the East Coast, anyway. Steiner, Steiner is realistically anything to do with the Yankees. Yeah. Steiner has it. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're me, I can get all the Steiner stuff a lot cheaper than you can. Right. So you would rather come to my store and get it at a reduced rate than a Steiner rate. Right. And going to the store, man, it's always a good time. Like, it, if you go read reviews on the store, just so many people are like, oh, Sam, Sam, Sam. Because when you go there, he treats everybody, whether you're buying, you know, a crazy expensive super autograph piece or just something like a, a pack of cars. He treats everybody like, you know, you're, you're a VIP customer. And, you know, he talks sports with you. The other thing that I've seen hanging out in your store and spending time in your store that you can't get online is if you're sending your mother, sister, girlfriend, grandmother, or whoever, you know, I'm not trying to be biased against women. I'm, I'm just using examples from my life. You know, think of it, hey, my, my grandson's a LeBron James fan. What can what can you do for me? All right, well, we have, depending on your price range, what kind of things, the age, you will work. It's not like you're buying online where you're taking a shot in the dark or you're going to one of these chain stores where it's some jerk-off teenager who has no idea about anything and just can't wait to get back to, to Instagram. Sam will walk you through stuff and, and, and let you know, hey, these are the these are the options. This is what's going on. This is what's cool right now. And, and it's really it's nice. I've seen you know elderly people, grandparents come in like and, and get a jersey because they had no idea what they're looking for, because you spend that's what we get when you do with a mom and pop shop. You know you really get someone who knows the product and cares that you're leaving there. They're not just looking for the dollar sign. They care that you're leaving there. Well, they want they, they want to see you again. Well, I tell people it's real simple. I look at every customer as, as as if they're my family. Yeah. So if you're my family, I don't want you, and I'll ask her, I have young girls, young guys, they'll come in and they'll go, I got like 20 bucks to spend. Right. Okay, let's go to that area and let's figure out what is the best piece for the amount of money you have to spend. I'll get a grandma or a grandpa, they'll come in and I'll say, what do you want to spend? We've got this, this, and this in your ad category. Why? Because, like I tell everybody, if I make you feel good and I get you something that you want, you're going to come back to us. Right. And like I tell anybody, I go, we are dependent on our customer base to always come back. We're not like the multi-million target. Right. right. You, don't, you, you don't have a store in every state, so oh, this one sucks. You know, people hate you here. It's all right. My other stores everywhere are making money. You're self, you know, you're self-sufficient, and, and you're in one spot where if someone comes and they get something and oh it doesn't fit right, they come back the next day and the same guy is standing right there. Oh yeah, hey, I remember I sold you that. You're the Jets fan, right? Cool. Let me. Oh, you need a large, not a medium, or, or you know whatever the case may be. And I, I've even seen you take what I would consider to be. I spend too much time hanging out with you and your story bothering <laughs> you. Take what what I would consider to be losses where say like a, a petite young lady will come in and you know I think like the cocktail waitresses and some of this stuff can wear football jerseys in the casino and like hey uh, you know I need a, a Brady jersey and you'd be like yo you know you can fit into a, 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 youth. a kid's jersey right. so you pay half the price right right you know what I mean and to me 
you know, I started off as a customer of yours, and, and, I, and I'm proud to call you a friend. And it's because 100%. of the character and the kind of person you are that you, you stand behind that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's nice. And it's in this day and age where I feel like that's going. I feel that my kids will never know a Sam Romanella. My kids, you know, will, they'll be few and far between, you know. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Listen, I tell people all the time, you get what you get back. Right. So if I give you great service and I talk to you and I have a great, you know, a lot of people come in, they want to hear stories. Yeah. They want to know about this or what did you do with that guy or what did you do with this guy? And I have no trouble with sitting there and BSing with people and having a great conversation with them. And then they walk out, they didn't buy anything. Yeah. And I've had employees look at me and go, you just spent 20 minutes with that person, they didn't spend a dime. And I go, so what? Right. They'll be back. Right, so that's the thing is that <laughs> next, it, that's long game, you're playing the long game. Always. So next time, that person who didn't spend anything, but when that time comes up, whether it's for a family member, just an office secret Santa, like, oh yeah, this guy, he's a Giants fan. We're, oh man, that guy that I talked to at the casino. So that's why, you know, I really want people out there to know, man, that every interaction counts. You know, when I go to, Dunkin' Donuts, and I see an adult working there, and they have a horrible attitude. It's like, you know, there's steps. You know, if you're going to have a job like that where it's an entry-level position, why not do it the best that you possibly can? Maybe you can manage a store, and guess what? If you manage that store, that's transferable to a lot of a lot of different things in life, man. You got to take every opportunity. You can't... You can't look at any pitches, man. You got to swing. You got to swing at every pitch like you're about to hit that thing because you never know who you're dealing with. You know, I've hired people for my bar. Like, man, what are you doing working at a place like this? You have great personal personal uh, customer service, et cetera. You know, you never know who you're dealing with. Not to sound like I'm like Bill Gates giving out jobs here, but you don't know who's necessarily across from you. You know, I, I meet all kinds of people in in, uh, in my day to day, man, and it's you show the, the your your best to everybody. You know, don't don't get down, man. You could you could be the next person who somebody like me is looking up to, like, man, how did you get to this spot where you're doing it, man? You know, it's I think that it's important. You know, and so many people are just like, oh, well, I didn't go to college, so you know, I just take this job, which kind of my first real job. I had a couple little here and there jobs. My first realish job out of high school was working at Foxwoods, right? And I got a job as a security guard there. And I worked there for almost five years. But to me, I was telling them that, well, that was my college because I learned a lot of different things. I dealt with from millionaires. Ben Affleck asked me to get him cocaine. You know, like I dealt with like things. Ben Affleck's never going to see this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, from that end to like kicking homeless people out who are trying to steal purses. So you deal with a lot of different stuff. Um, and in that, one something that I always stick out, and I've, I don't think I've ever told you this story. So, a mutual friend of ours, long, long time friend of yours, Vinny Paz. He he had a, a reputation of sometimes tearing it up a little bit, right? So, I, Wait, I, that was a reputation, somewhat? somewhat. I think that's totally the reputation. S somewhat. So, he was in. And I don't remember if it was after. It would have been late, like one of his like 49, 50th uh, win fights. And it was one of the things where the older guys who had been in, like, oh, no, Vinny's here. It's going to be a problem. And I feel like they kind of had that predisposition in their heads. So when then when they actually had to talk to him, it was already confrontational. But long story long, 
something came up where security was talking to Vin. You know, there's all these guys who are like in the upper, you know, management and, and used to dealing with celebrities and high rollers. And I was 19 years old and my little, they used to have these green blazers at the time, man. The green blazer. I remember that. And I, and I came over and I'm like, yo, 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 Vin. He's like, what? I'm like, yo, Sam Romanello is my friend. Sam, fucking, he's like, get everyone else out of here. Me and whatever the issue was at the time, I think it was the same night. What's the guy? It's Saragusa. He hit a table oh, and split yeah, yeah. it in half. Um, he's got the money to do that. But I name dropped you to Vinny Paz, who was just coming off one of his, you know, last career fights, selling the casino out, diffused this whole situation. And then Vinny and I were cool from from then out. We'd see him at different things and, and, and whatever. But it was all like, oh yo, I know Sam because I, I knew that your days as a as a fighter, you you and Vinny were close. Let's, uh, we were spawn partners for eight years. So how, how did you and Vinny link up? You know, Vinny is uh, one of the most famous fighters to come out of this this area. I mean, he's a five-time world champ. Yeah, I mean, uh, and just had his, Scorsese just did his picture, Bleed for This, which you had a, a part in. I played a judge. And uh, you took me to the, the premiere yes. where all the celebrities were there and everything at the proudest <laughs> place. That was cool. How did you and Vinny cross paths originally? Well, he had a cousin, Dave Brazil. God rest his soul. Great guy. And uh, Vinny couldn't keep spar partners. Yeah, just dead them. They listen. People would show up one day and never show up again. Yeah. So Dave goes, Sammy. I, they tell me you're a tough guy. You yeah. you, you box. You're, you're pretty well known. I said, Yeah, I like to chop it up. I said, Why? And at the time, I was sparring with Moochie Starlin, yeah. who's a world champion out of Hartford. And uh, he goes, Can you come up to the gym with me? I'll meet you and I'll take you into the gym, introduce you to Vinny Paz. I said, Vinny who? Yeah. And he goes, come on. So I go there and uh, I'm banging the heavy bag. I'm hitting the speed bag, warming up. And uh, Angelo, Vinny's dad, another, ah oh, man, what a great human being. Yeah, I never met Angelo. I met his mother because she used to play with the same, in the same time frame that I was talking about working in the casino. She would be in sometimes. What a sweetheart of a lady. She, she, was, she used to make us sandwiches when we were done training. Um, so Angelo is watching me and he goes into, and he, the story I'm telling, he told me years later, he said, yeah, I went in the back. I said, Hey champ, got this kid thinks he's a tough guy out there beating the shit out of that heavy bag and the speed bag. He really thinks he's a big shot. So I get in the ring with Vinny and we're fighting blood's going everywhere. And, uh, we go eight rounds and, uh, I get out of the ring, I go jump rope, cool down, take a shower, I get out. He, Vinny comes over, him and his dad, and they're like, you gonna come by tomorrow? We're sparring again tomorrow. We want you to come back up. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So I leave the gym, Angelo looks at Vinny and goes, that fucking kid ain't coming back tomorrow. Yeah. So okay, so next day, I come walking through the door. Yeah. Angelo, oh my God, he's back. So I get in the ring, me and Vinny toe to toe, and uh, the rest is history. I mean, we were there banging every day. I got him ready for his Haugen fight, um, the first world title fight. Broke his nose uh, a week before the fight. They had to postpone the fight for a month. NBC just happened to be there filming us yeah. for the preamp. I broke his nose. They had to postpone. They were you, pissed. You, you tuned it up because the TV Of course, 100%. <laughs> you always get more pumped when yeah. the TV's going. And... Uh, so Vinny and I ended up being sparring partners for eight years, building a great friendship and uh, being brothers um, through and through. 
And, uh, you know, just like any other brother, you know, you have your ups, you have your downs, and you have your... Uh, Especially when both of you guys are maniacs. 100%. We have uh, definitely uh, chopped it up and been a little bit crazy in our time. But the good thing is, and I'll never forget this, like um, Vinny's first girlfriend from high school threw my wife her baby shower with my daughter. Yeah. So... That's how far back we go. And, uh, you know, he's been an uncle to my kids and good, bad, or indifferent. He's part of our family and history. And, uh, you know, I just, I look at people nowadays and I just say, you have no idea who you're talking about, what you're talking about, unless you've been there. Right. And, you know, I've been with everybody. I mean, Miles Teller, um, who did the uh, movie. Played Vinny, yeah. we had such a good time filming and hanging out, and we flew out to Vegas, me and my wife, with Ray Mysterio and his yeah. wife. Who, who you've brought to Sunsets, which is awesome. Hopefully that uh, happens of again course. this summer, man. Ray Ray's uh, daughters, me and my wife, Scott nice Child. Man. What the a best. Nice guy. Ray Mysterio's unbelievable. Yeah, great family you, I, man. I just grabbed his Roots of Fight shirt just because, you know, like, I mean, I love that brand, but, like, you know, he's such a cool guy. I was like, oh, he's got the shirt. I got to grab the shirt. I got the, the yellow one with the blueprint. Ray is regardless what anybody I don't, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. He is a family man, a great um, somebody to look up to. His wife, what a sweetheart she is. She is too. Angie's the best. Um, Dominic's coming up through the ranks now, um, and you know what? Ray's family, my family, we're one family together, and uh, it's just you know you meet certain people in life. And when you chop it up, you realize, wow, we're all the same. People don't understand that in the real world. They just think that you're somebody. Like, I've met everybody. I mean, from Hollywood stars to the the guy on the corner begging for 25 cents. And I tell everybody, you treat everybody the same. You'll never have to worry about it. Don't look at somebody just because of the way they're dressed or because of who they're with and think they're somebody they're not. Right. Treat everybody the same with respect and dignity, and you'll always go far in this world. I agree. I agree. You know, you never know somebody's story, man, and you never know your own story. You could be one bad break away from being homeless, homeless, or you know, the next big thing. So, you know, take every uh, every. We're just passing through, man. Every every. We're we're here for a short period of time. So one hundred percent. Take everything with uh, let's count words on. Hey, we're just passing through. Listen, I got to tell you, just passing through. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I will never forget this. We were in Springfield, Mass. I'm in the locker room. I'm waiting to get out of there with him and Rock. And uh, Steve goes, listen, you need to hang on to Rock. He's going to be the next big, big, big thing. I go, really? You think so? He goes, without a doubt. He's going Hollywood. He's going to be huge in Hollywood. And so I was like, all right. And then... No lie. Six months later, Rock calls me up and he goes, bro, I'm going big time. I'm going to Hollywood. I'm not going to be on the circuit as much. I'm strictly doing movies. Get as many pieces as you want for me to sign. <laughs> you know, that first movie you did, The Rundown, I own that on DVD. So I love oh. that flick, man. Him with uh, Stifler from American I love Pie, Stifler. Man. Yeah, that, that's such a good flick. You know, he, didn't, he went to me the Hollywood role afterwards he took you know the tooth fairy he took the payday roles but that that rundown is like an underground classic to me. I mean, Listen, like, like, that's such a good flick I can tell you this much um, we have had so much fun 
him, my kids, my wife. I'll give you a quick little funny story. My wife's best friend, she grew up cradle to the grave, Lisa. She will talk your ear off more than me, more than you. She's a talker. She was in love with The Rock. So I was doing the last signing with Rock and I said, let's go out to dinner. He goes, yeah, let me take you guys out to dinner. I never let anybody pay, so yeah. you know. I know. So she, uh, I said, "Is it all right if I invite a couple friends?" Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. So I invite Lisa, and well, my wife calls Lisa and invites her. So her and her husband, we go to dinner. Do you know that woman didn't say a word? She just sat there with her <laughs> mouth open. And I'm like, Lisa, aren't you gonna say something to the Rock? I'm like, you can talk now. He's fine. He's cool. He's really like. We're normal. We're good. Right. So she didn't say anything, and we happened to be on ninety five point seven prior to that when we were doing the private signing. Yeah, and we're on the air, and um, all of a sudden people are like that new Lisa and Pam were like, "Oh my God, you guys are gonna be with the Rock? You gonna be with the Rock?" And it was just to see people that like think of these athletes and these people like they're way up here. Yeah, and then when they meet them. They're like in awe right. was priceless. I mean, I loved it because I can bust her chops all the time about it. So what's up with the rock? Yeah. But you know what? Rock is, I, I mean, we've, I'm going to tell you one story inside scoop. We're in a limo one time. Yeah. So the limo driver says to me, listen, my little son would love to just sit back there, not say anything, but just sit back there in the car with you guys when you're going to New York. Yeah. So, okay, no problem. So, we get out, we stop at a, um, a convenience store. We get some chips. The little kid's in there eating. All of a sudden, like you seen Carrie, where it's the vomit straight out. <laughs> yeah. This little kid got a chip or something stuck. Yeah. He puked. I mean, projectile <laughs> inches yeah. in front of the rock. Me and Rock had to stop the car, get somebody to pick us up and take us the heck out of there because the, the, limo was filled with just that smell that you just yeah, want yeah, the worst it was ever. the worst working in the bar and dealing with that smell it's the worst oh, I can't I can't I can't I, yeah, yeah. I gotta go I can't do that you that's know, why my wife with the kids yeah. she was always good yeah. cause she could do that right. I couldn't you know who was real cool uh, a story I always tell is so I worked um the event when you had Brock Lesnar at the Meriden Mall. Yes. And uh, afterwards, we're walking, and he, he let me tell all these girls that we we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell that all the time. When he talks about Brock Lesnar, I say, oh, yeah, Brock's cool. He, he let me tell girls that we we're brothers. So, <laughs> you know, he's like, no matter what, I'll always be like, you know, a Brock Lesnar fan for that, man. Me he, and Brock. He, he, was a, he, was, he was a really cool guy that day. He was a really nice, really humble guy. He, he he wasn't like this crazy tough guy that you see online, and I kind of saw. Let's get me killed, but you know, I, I saw in his. I told my friends, I was like, yeah, you know, I saw in his eyes, man. That's not a guy who really wants to get punched in the face too much, you know. Me and him had it out, you know. Yeah. Oh, what? You never heard the story? No. We're in a limo. Yeah. We had did a sign in in New York, Connecticut, and we were heading to Rhode Island or Boston. Yeah. I can't remember where we were headed. We stopped right in, right in Griswold yeah. at the mobile station. Yeah. And he was tired of traveling. You could see he was at that irritable moment. Yeah. So he started to give me shit. Okay. So 
I got right in his face and I said, Brock, we can fucking go. Right. I said, I'm not that kid that's going to back down from anybody. Yeah, yeah. I said, guess what? You got paid. So either you're going to understand that we're heading to the show now yeah. and I'll get you whatever you want to eat, yeah. but you're not going to fucking yell at me. I ain't one of you little stooges. Yeah. See, I said, listen, I'm telling you, we're good. Yeah. But don't fucking get it twisted like I'm your bitch. Right, right. Oh, it was, it was good. And you know Mike Avery. Yeah, obviously. Great. Mike was there and Mike was like, all I could picture was you and him going toe to toe. Yeah. I said, listen. Me and him, he and can wrestle. Until he grabbed you. Right. He, he was, he'd be in a bad way. You, you, got, you, you got about 30 seconds to knock him, to the knock fuck him out, out. And, and, which is a, a reasonable thing. 100%. But once he gets a hold of you, and that's why I said, you know. My I'm friend, not a wrestler. My son, Michael, yeah. is a wrestler. Right. And he will tell people, my dad can kick the shit out of anybody with his hands, yeah. but if he gets on the ground, he's useless. Right. And, that, and yeah, I am. And that's why, I came, that's why I came home that day, you know, I told my friends, you know my friend Jimmy, um, you know Jimmy Blush. You know, his, yeah. his uncle was the casino host. And I know Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, yeah, I kind of saw. I was like, the guy's cute. I mean, his hands were like this. Oh, he's a big boy. You know, I was like, man, you wouldn't want that guy to get a hold of you. But I don't know. There was something there. And then when he got to the UFC and he started killing people, my boy's like, oh, you know. And then the first time he really got punched in the face, I was like, no, I saw that. I saw that. Not that I could tangle with the guy. I'm just saying. Oh, listen. I, I, I tell people I saw, about, listen. Uh, you know, the little glimmer in his eyes. That's, that, that, that's that's a guy you could get in his head. You could punch that guy in the face. Listen, I am a guy that I fought all my life. I love to fight, um, but <laughs> I also am smart enough that I know how quick I got to go. Right, right. With a guy like that, right. I better get four or five punches <laughs> off. Yeah. And get the hell out of there. Because <laughs> the next one's a nut shot. Right. I'm right. done. And, and it's funny because when I used to box, people would say, why do people hit people in the nuts? I go, because yeah. it gives you time. <laughs> I go, when you get hit hard yeah. and you can feel your, yourself not in the best of shot, yeah. you knock somebody in the nuts. Yeah, you get a few Referee's going to give you a warning. You're going to get a minute or so to get your brain back, right. and you're good. Maybe spit out your mouthpiece, get a little couple, like, few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, that that works now. Back yeah. then, when I fought, yeah. it didn't work. They laughed at you. Yeah, you're like a bloody mouth. Listen, <laughs> you ever see my tongue? <laughs> oh, your tongue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that? from biting when you spit the mouthpiece out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's from biting your tongue. That's wild, oh, bro. I got the gouges all the way like through. A reptile. <laughs> Listen. Uh, let's, let's shout out to Jack Daniels real quick. Listen, the love squire, Jack Daniels. Squire, Jack squire Daniels. member. Don't drink anything but Jack. Bear will get you fat. So drink Jack and you're good. Shake. It's a protein shake. Oh, it's a protein shake? Protein shake. Oh, I didn't know. It's all right. Well, maybe not so much with the protein shake, but Jack will keep you going good. Nice and warm and fuzzy. I love it. Not that I love Jack. Just a little bit. So how's your experience been working at Foxwoods, having the store there? Um, <clears throat> how is it different than the uh, mall? Oh, it's hugely. Huge. You know what, Sean? We, after a few years, and I don't know how is it, it is in your business. Yeah. Um, but after a few years, when you're going into a mall, you get tired of going in that place. Yeah. It's boring, it's this, it's that. When you go into Foxwoods, <laughs> man, you hear the machines going. Right, You right. see the bars. Yeah. You're, and listen, there's always something going it, on. That's right. It, it's never a place where I walk in and I go, ah, oh, shit, I got to be here. Right. No, it's like, all right, cool. Right. It's upbeat. It, you, you know, like, at my age, 
I need something that's going to be give me a little grip. Yeah. So when I walk into the casino, it gives me a little grip like, wow, people are up, people are moving. It's not like when you go into Norwichtown Mall or the Crystal Mall where yeah. you got the same people walking every day. Yeah. They're 68 years old, 70 years old, and they're just walking the mall. Yeah. They don't care about you. Yeah. And they're De- Debbie Downers. Right. I want to be up. Right, right. I, I don't want somebody coming in and giving me their sob story that their cat, you know, yeah. just jumped and yeah. you, you know where I'm at. Right, right. I like to go in and, you know, you get the guy that walks in and goes, yeah, I just hit for $1,000. Where's your jerseys? Right. Or you get the lady that comes in and goes, I just won on the slots $200. I got to get my husband something so he doesn't get mad at me for being here. Yeah. You know, it's it's a different routine than the run of the mill of a mall. And I don't mean the malls are boring. Wait, I just no, no, mean I'm it's just asking how it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a different sentiment. Right. And then you get the people that have points that are excited because they're like, oh, so you get it's free. Free. 100%. Right, right. And for me, I like the upbeat customer. Right. Just like when you're at the bar. You like the guy that comes in that's like, hey, let me have four shots. Me and my boys are chilling. Right, right, right. Rather than the guy yeah, that comes every day. Burying his face I in want the my beer. Right. And he's miserable. Right. Can you give me one free? Now, how many times you get people that say that to you? Can you give me something for free? Yeah, I, for my business, it's got to be the only business. So this is a shake. It's I'm it's good, try. man. You got to give it a shot. I'm gonna try. I, I, I gotta say the bar. I, I gotta hit a my second one. Oh, wait, it's in the fridge. All right. It's got to be um the only business, the bar business, where people think like. They act like you owe them something. Like I, I just I just bought ten shots. So can I get the next one free? Well. You ordered a shot, you paid money, I gave you, like, why? Oh, my man's suave. Thank you, sir. Aside from being, like, the best videographer in this area, a tremendous waiter. <laughs> um, Come on, drink yourself. Yeah, where people will be like, you know, oh, I, you know. And, and it's kind of part of the business where the juice is worth the squeeze. Like, they always say you don't hire a bartender who doesn't steal. You hire a bartender who steals the least, you know. And there's different kinds of stealing. There's, you know, you don't put up with stealing with actual, like, cash out of the register, people not ringing stuff. But people are going to give stuff away, big tippers. And as long as the juice is worth the squeeze, you kind of deal with it. You know what I mean? But it, I, I can't, like, like, I would never buy, like, oh, Sam, you know, I bought five jerseys. Like, I already bought five. I, mean, I got paid for this one too. I, the, See, in the, my business, yeah, it's a little different. And I say this to people, and people don't understand it. Is I get this jacket, right? I literally have to dish in my pocket to pay for it. Right? There's not there's a huge. No, there's not a huge markup. Right? There's right. no. There's no like where I buy a bottle of Jack Daniels. Right. Right. And yeah. I've got four or five shots, yeah. and I don't know what the real number is. Right. Right. But you got four or five shots. You can actually give they, away. They don't exist. Right, right. Where it's not going Im- right. to implode you or hurt you in any way. Right. I give this jacket away. Right. It's hurting me $100. Right. You're buying a jacket. I'm done. I'm out of 100 That has a $20, $30 markup, and you got to pay the lights. You got to pay the kid to work there. You know what I mean? There's not a huge. That's why you got to do volume. Is, is That's the, exactly the, what I've always done in the, my life. The, the markup isn't, isn't there. Although you've always taken good care of me. I've got a few uh, samples oh. and plate. So I said, you know. The Shaq autograph is in storage right now because I just don't have a place for it in the house. So I get my man cave going. But I have uh, the. You know, I've never. I'm not a guy that drinks at all unless it's Jack. Jack. So this is kind of. Salute. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. This is kind of different. Hold on. Give it a shot. Let's see how this goes. Mm. 
you know, that's wow. Right? That's a sm- my son Michael. Yeah, he's a huge beer drinker. Yeah. Me it's different though. Right? That is different. If that's you, if you're definitely just, if you're used to a bud or something. It's a, it's a whole different thing. That's smooth. Yeah, I will say that that is pretty smooth Guinness yeah. beer. So, yeah. but you say this is protein. One point one grams. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was actually a protein shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty impressed. Um, but uh, I have in my house one of my favorite things in my house is the wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna tell you who it is. Yeah, it's Conor McGregor. Well, no, see, I do have that up. I have the pick the piece. What? I have that. That uh, isn't your favorite. No. That's not what you were gonna say. Nope. Oh, so I do. Suck. So I've gotten two Connor pieces from you. One I actually donated. My friends opened it in an Irish pub. I gave it to him. I had the piece of him knocking out Aldo. You have that perfect, pick, mm-hmm. right? 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 The the Kennedy, the Norwich Bolton. That's my favorite. That's up in the living room. So I got uh, the Norwich Bolton in mint condition from the day Kennedy was assassinated, framed up beautifully. Oh my god! I love. I love. Everyone who comes to the house is like, oh my god, where'd you get? I mean, I gotta tell you, such a beautiful piece. My father-in-law, God rest his soul, just passed, and my wife came home with some vintage magazines that he had from the old school days, like way back. And uh, I'm, I'm. He's got a photo. You'll appreciate this. Rocky Marciano yeah. knocking out Ezra Charles, and you yeah. see the jaw just just gets gouged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, "Oh, honey, what are you? These are for you." And I'm like, eh, "I don't know if I want to sell them. Right, right. I, 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 I kind of want to put them in my right, own catalog. Right, right. And I've got listen, I've got you gotta have the sickest. Oh. You gotta have the sickest collection of every. Like I said, so you go to the store. It's not just sport. Like I said, I've got the JFK assassination yeah, newspaper. I mean, they have stuff. all kinds of wild, wild stuff. You gotta have the sickest collection. Listen, of stuff. I have a video. You'll appreciate this. You know the movie Scarface, obviously. You know Al Pacino. Yep. Okay. Do you remember who his sidekick was? Yeah. That he ended up marrying right with the curly Pacino's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sister. Yep. In the movie. Right. Do you know who his name is? I don't. I can't believe Sean, of all people that love movies, doesn't know his name. Well, anyways, yeah. I won't even give it to you. I'll make you have to find that out. <laughs> right. See, I'm gonna make I'm not gonna like that's one of those lob balls. You're sending me what home, you're sending me what homework. One hundred percent. He comes in the store. Yeah. Sammy. So we start talking and he's like, he's a big cowboys fan. Okay. He goes, I just, and he's doing all sorts. Like he was in, uh, oh my God, there was another cocaine movie um, that just came out recently. He plays one of the bad guys in it. Okay. He's just, he came in the store and he was like humbled and said, he goes, I cannot believe, and he's looking around, all the different things you have in here. You just don't have sports. Right. He goes, this is, you know, he goes, I'm from LA and he goes, you just don't find stores that have a mix. And I thought that was like the coolest compliment. Right, didn't you actually have a Scarface piece with like a cigar? Al Pacino, in a cigar, yep. And I had another one that had the bullets in it. Right, right, yep. Yeah, and I have now, I have the uh, cool piece, which is the American Sniper one. Okay. Signed by Bradley Cooper with the bullets in it. It's like I try to get stuff that's totally different. Right. and, and like I tell anybody, I go, if you're trying to be in business, it's all about setting up and staying within that box. Yeah. Because if you stay in that box, you'll never go under. Right. But if you try to 
venture away from it. Right. If you start selling, if you start selling freaking pizza or something, you know well, what I mean? Right. I tell people like this, I go, listen, at the end of the day, whatever your format is, yeah. you stay within it, yeah. but you have to be there. Yeah. Like I'm at the store, unless I'm away with my son or something, I'm usually at the store Monday through Saturday, six days a week. Depends on how many hours I'm there, but yeah. I'm actually, I show up six days a week yeah. because if you own something or you care about something, you're there all the time. You got to be there. It's People want to see you. Right. And it's not work to be there because you care about, you care about every piece in there and you have the knowledge. That's the thing is like, if someone comes in that store and they're looking for something obscure, I know that you know, you can direct them right to that place in the store where you hire some you know, 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid, you know, they might know where the Tom Brady jersey or, like, the hottest things that you sell are, but, you know. I had a guy in today, perfect example, before I came to the studio, he, uh, he goes, him and his wife were in, and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, do you know anything about sports? And I'm looking at him, I'm going, a couple things, one or two. Yeah. He goes, oh, you're the owner? I said, yeah, I'm the owner. He goes, hey, uh, I got a 2001 Super Bowl helmet signed by the whole team of the Patriots when it was their first championship. Yeah. He goes, can you tell me what that's worth? I go, about five grand. Yeah. He goes, really? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, then I, t I keep telling my wife I got to get that on my insurance policy. Where back when I first opened up my store, yeah. we never thought about putting stuff on your insurance. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, back then, memorabilia wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Like, I have a 2000... Uh, baseball um, bat. Yeah. When the Yankees played the Mets, signed by the all Subway the Yankees, series. Yeah. signed by all the coaches, yeah. and signed by George Steinbrenner. Right. So I mean, that I gave to my son. You can't even put a price on something like no. that. No. I mean, whatever. No, whatever nobody would ever get up, that. Right. Right. You can't. You can't get that. Like yeah. they'll get like twenty-one out of twenty-five players on it. Right. right. They're not going to get the coaches. Steinbrenner sure in the hell isn't going to sign it. Right. But because I was. God rest his soul. Billy Connors um, was the pitching coach, and he and I were best friends. He got that for my son. And he's like, you got to give this to Mikey, because me and my father-in-law went to the game. Yeah. And uh, Mikey didn't go. Hold on. Shout out to Mikey. Great kid. Oh. See you again. Shout out Roots of Fight. You have on the Roots of Fight Jim Brown Cleveland jersey, because what's your son Mikey got going on? Listen, he's an assistant scout for the Cleveland Browns, and he is a kid that works – Around the clock because he wants a to be the best. Stud quarterback. Oh yeah. You guys went to a private school in New Jersey for yep. play football, right? He was the number one quarterback in New Jersey, and uh, then he got a full ride up to Merrimack in Boston. Wait, show the camera the, the, this oh, yeah. joint. That's his championship ring. Um, when he played up at Merrimack, he played there for four years, coached there for four years, had just made director of football ops, and his agent called, and uh, he went down to Cleveland. Um, went through a bunch of interviews and got hired. Hell of a kid, man. What a, uh, what a nice kid, man. Because I've, I've been around and I've seen him since he was a little kid. And, you know, he came to Sunsets with you last summer. Dude, I'm so happy to see him just, just killing the game. Killing Listen, the game. He's, not because he's my son, yeah. but uh, me and my wife are so proud because he's a kid that will put as many hours into anything he has to do to be successful. He doesn't care if he has to go without sleep. He'll do it right. just because he wants to be the best that he can be 
for anybody he works for. Right, and, and probably because he saw his father put in that same kind of legwork. Oh, yeah, you know what without I mean? question. You don't, you don't have a, like, you don't have a store at Fox. You don't even have, like, a store in, like, the side of the, you know, the, the roads. You have a store at Foxwoods was, what, the third biggest casino in the world. I know oh, yeah. was number one. I know they got the thing in Dubai. Well, one of the top three biggest casinos in the world you have a store in, and you had to put that legwork in. I was, I'm sure that was inspiring to him. Just like, you know, my dad owned pizza restaurants and everything his whole life. So, I mean, I saw him put in just... Uh, crazy, crazy, amounts crazy of work, hours. crazy hours, crazy work. Um, Want to hear a funny story about Mikey? Yeah, you love this. He was about eleven or twelve, and we're in New York City, and uh, Stone Cold is with us, yeah. and we happen to be in a bar, <laughs> and all of a sudden happened to me. Stone Cold is so trash drunk. Shock. I know. So Steve looks at me and he goes, "Bro." time to go so me and my son helped steve get to his hotel room and uh mikey he was one of those kids that hung around with dad all the time and was able to enjoy all the things that he did and uh we put steve to bed and yeah. for a little kid like that to have so much intelligence to be able to do something yeah. and not think twice Right. Like he was just that kid that hung out with dad and mom and was always around adults that he didn't get he he, he didn't act and he hasn't acted ever yeah. where he shell shock of oh my god somebody's famous right right which he can't possibly do in the business he's in now which no you would a lot never. of people get around and they get jammed up yeah he's not that kid he yeah. I got to tell you something he's a kid that will give them more than anybody else will because he's a hard worker he takes pride in what he does and he wants to be the best that he can be right so if you are watching this you know granted you know we're talking about his son mike that did go to college but he put in the work to get himself he's working in the nfl after you know being a, a quarterback and coming from a lineage of a guy who's been just a staple in this community for a long time if you're out there in a job, you know, in a position where, you know, you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, man, chase your dreams, go after it, man. Take take that take that big leap. What do you got to lose? You know what I mean? If if you're already in something that you don't care for, why not take that jump, man? And you know, Sam, I appreciate you being my co pilot on this first episode and oh, it's an honor. And I'm proud to call you a friend and you know if you're if you're watching this, go by, go say hi, go say hi to Sam. Let him know you saw the show and pop in over at Tanger Outlets at Foxwoods before you go in the Shrine for the night. You know, go in and go see hi to Sam and Mike and, and the crew over there. And love you to death. I appreciate you coming on the show. Listen, this is a great show, great format. And I got to tell you, if you're out there listening, my son always wanted to be in the NFL ever since he was this big, and he's living his dream. So you can live yours. So don't ever think hard work and dedication isn't noticed. It's noticed. You might not think it. You might not even realize it. That somebody else is watching you and realizes what you're doing is important to them. And they're going to help you get to that next level. All right. Signing out with the Shamrock Show, Episode 1. Guinness. 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 Hey, paying the bills, Guinness. Cheers.